welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Good morning, everyone. This is Natalina, your host for the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Today, we're going to be speaking with Laura Weldy, and she's going to be talking with us about how to build a strong support network as a woman. She's going to be identifying where you need and how to receive support, where to find out where you lack support, and how to ensure that you're surrounding yourself with the right people that can actually provide support for you. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Laura Weldy. Laura, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's always an honor to have you on the show. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do so our guests can get to know you? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor on my part to be with you. Um, So a little bit about myself. My name is Laura, obviously. I'm a life coach based out of Nashville, Tennessee. And I primarily work with um, millennial women. I like to say either women of age or of heart. And I work with women who are seeking more confidence, clarity, and connection in their daily lives. As far as things that you could get to know about me personally, I am a huge nerd, so I'm sure this will come up. Um, But I love reading. I love, um, you know, Game of Thrones. I love talking about crystals. So... I'm pretty much just always interested in learning as much as I can about everybody around me um, because I find it really fascinating. Okay, so big, big points for Game of Thrones. We're already connected. (laughs) The best show ever. (laughs) Well, that's that's really amazing. So tell us... um, Tell us a little bit more. I know you said that you you work with women in confidence and connecting. Um, And we kind of had a a little chat right before we jumped on. You know, connecting is so important. Building relationships, networking, professionally and personally, um, is really key to building yourself, to building your business, um, to building your life and your success. And I know that, I mean, you have some great ideas and tips on, on how we can do this and why it's important. So can you jump into that, Phil, just a little bit for us? So the name of my coaching company is The Well-Supported Woman, and that's because I, over the years, have seen firsthand that all of the really, truly successful and happy women in my life are those that have really strong support networks and also are able to really clearly articulate their own needs for support. So when I talk about networking and building a community of support around yourself, I'm not talking, you know, the traditional networking event where you go and have drinks and pass out business cards. I'm talking about learning to identify your real um, areas where you lack support, where you need somebody to be in it with you, and how to ask in a really genuine way, as well as how to support another person in a really genuine way. Um, I'm sure you've probably experienced this throughout your own evolution with the podcast and everything, but I always tell women, like, my life coaching business has been 
and me, really, have been built and created almost entirely by a community of really supportive women. So when I went off on my own and started my business, I had no idea the degree to which the women around me were going to play such a vital role in me getting my stuff up off the ground and continuing to support it. So I really strongly believe that women need to relearn how to ask for support and ditch all of the shame and judgment that comes with asking for support because it's only going to make you better at everything you do and it's going to make it all a hell of a lot more fun too. So how uh, how do we do that? How, how do we get ourselves to ask for that support, you know? I think a lot of times um, women, uh, we're more intimidated by other women than we are from men, right? Sometimes it's easier for us to ask men for support than it is to ask other women. Sometimes we feel more judged. It's the confidence thing again, the self-esteem when we're around other women. So how do we get ourselves to ask for support? I'm, I'm assuming first we have to identify what it is, but then once we get there, how do we, how do, we do that? Yeah, so I think absolutely right. First step is learn about yourself, right? Learn to identify how you really operate. What are the areas that you are so strong in that you could do this kind of stuff in your sleep? You don't need any support in. And then what are the aspects of your personality where you do need support? So say, um, I'm trying to think of a great example here. Like Gretchen Rubin has written a lot of great books about this framework she has called the four tendencies. And I always start there with my clients. The Four Tendencies is this free quiz she developed that tells you how you respond to external expectation. So it's a really great place to learn where you actually need support and how you best receive support. So I took her quiz about a year ago, probably, and the quiz told me that I would be really great at accomplishing anything that people around me ask me to do because I have a heart for other people and I want them to succeed and I want to deliver well and be received well, but that if I had an internally motivated goal, I was really going to struggle. So I have learned to structure my whole life around bringing external accountability into the picture regardless of the goal because I know that's how I succeed. Right. So taking some time to get to know what are your unique quirks and the areas that you really need to work on is is super vital. The next step is really leading with value. I think there are do's and don'ts when it comes to asking for support. Um, And I talk about this a lot because we don't want, you know, whether you're asking another woman for support or a man for support or anybody in your life, you don't want to just lead with your need you want to be of service to them first because that is where you build that really genuine relationship. So doing whatever you can to really support that person and then asking when it's appropriate, if it's something that's really in their wheelhouse, right? So that's another huge part of it too. Don't ask somebody for support if it's not something that they feel really confident in. So that could be like, don't, ask a family member that you have a really strained relationship with to support you in a really emotional decision-making process, right? It's all about learning about yourself, leading with value before you ask for anything. And then when you do ask, making sure it's something that is easy for the other person to give you support around. Does all of that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think that that is, that's a key factor um, because sometimes when we do ask for support, 
the emotional intelligence behind it isn't there, right? Maybe we'll ask things that are just way out of out of line or um, we'll ask it to the wrong person or just not aware of where the other person is coming from. Totally. So what, um, so what are some things that, you know, when you first started building your company, what were some things that you kind of stood by that you led that you saw when you were building? I mean, you said that you didn't realize how important it was to kind of have that network that was around you supporting you. So what were some things that you learned throughout that process? Yeah, I've always considered myself a super independent person. So I thought when I started my business, like, I'm really smart. I'm really capable. I'm going to be able to do all of this on my own. And after months of wearing all of the hats, you quickly realize that even if you can do it all alone, you're actually not doing your best work when you're doing it all alone. So the more I started out to the women who had started life coaching businesses or had been coaching for years um, that I kind of knew peripherally, then the better my practice and my business became. So little things like like learning that you don't need to reinvent the wheel every time. So if it's a matter of like systems and processes, asking people in your field what their best practice is or tools that they've used that they really love. Um, I think another thing that has been really great for me personally is just having strong mentors in my life. So people who have been in my field, um, I can think of one specifically who I can literally go to with any question related to coaching or to my life. And she's there for me because we're more than just colleagues, right? We're friends where she's my mentor. She wants me to succeed in everything that I do. So having those clearly defined roles of mentor versus just a casual colleague, so to say, somebody that you've met once or twice. And then I think the probably the easiest entry point when you're when you're starting to build your support network is word of mouth. So I didn't really realize when I started my business, you know, it's an online based business. I didn't anticipate needing to create a huge amount of word of mouth here locally in Nashville because I was like, I'm going to be location independent, you know. Um, which is great and I love it, but the more I dug into it and the more I saw the immediate needs of women in my local community and met them and to them, then the news about my business just spread like wildfire in a really genuine way, right? I wasn't asking these women, like, please go out to your three best friends and tell them about me, but it was because I was leading with value and pouring into my community with time and attention that my business started to really take off. Wow. I mean, and I think that sometimes we um, underestimate that, that quality and that ability, right? The kind of the old, the old school way, I guess, is what we call it now, you know, like really getting out in front into the community. Mm-hmm. So just out of curiosity, Lauren, because we didn't really touch on it in the beginning, how did you transition into this field or were you always in this field? Yeah, it was definitely a transition. So when I was in college, I studied um, sociology and gender, women and sexuality studies. So I always had this kind of holistic worldview of systems of oppression and how it affects the daily experience of people's lives. But I went into nonprofit after school and was in the nonprofit field for a number of years and loved the people I was working with, but got super burnt out in that field. I just, 
wasn't making enough money to pay my bills. I was tired all the time. And by the end of it, I really struggled to identify truth about myself. Like I, by the end of my time wearing every different hat as you do in nonprofit work, I didn't even really know what I was good at anymore or what I loved doing. So that was kind of, I think my aha moment, it really shook me up to be like, wait, I'm, you know, years out of school and I actually don't know what I want to do, even if I could ask for it and have it handed to me on a golden platter. Like I have no clue what to ask for. So I ended up leaving my nonprofit job, um, moving across the country from San Diego to Nashville with a group of my friends. And I really committed to doing the internal work, even though I didn't know it at the time, right? So I took a couple of part-time jobs, but I was spending a lot of my free time just thinking about, do I like this thing? Like, is this a value? Would this career fulfill me? Um, and just allowing myself to process through it in my own time. And I still wasn't coming up with any answers, but processing through all of it was really enjoyable to me in a way. It, it really felt like I was doing the important work the more that I thought about what I wanted and the more that I realized like it really is up to me to create that for myself, which was terrifying, I will say, but also really exhilarating. So I eventually came across the listing um, for a personal assistant job to a life coach in Nashville. And I had never worked with a life coach before and knew nothing about coaching um, and ended up taking the job as a personal assistant because I thought, hey, maybe if I spend enough time around this person, I'll figure out what I want to do with my life. <laughs> and um, we clicked instantly. She was the person who I mentioned earlier who's become really my mentor in the coaching world. And it just all really naturally fell into place from there. I quickly saw that coaching was a set of tools that you can use to really create a positive empowering experience for women. And it fed both my desire to like show up as an activist and as a feminist in the world and also to do it in a way that felt really genuine to me. I tend to be more introverted. So like working one-on-one -on -one with people felt like the most natural way for me to support them in that manner. I think that's um, I think that's really incredible that you're you basically told us how you figured out what you wanted right, but you also mm -hmm. positioned yourself in a way to make that happen right, and that's something that I that I heard that stuck out to me is you you were smart enough to kind of see okay there's this opening with this life coach as an assistant, maybe if I get into there then I can learn from this life coach right figure out what I want to do and then kind of build myself from there. Absolutely. I think surrounding yourself with people that know what they're doing or know what they want to do can be such a vital positive force when it comes to figuring out yourself. Even if you use it to figure out that you don't want to do what that person is doing, <laughs> there's something about just the vitality of people who are on fire by their career and really know what it is that they want. Right. Absolutely. Laura, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview. Just some quick questions, um, kind of fire questions to give you. 
what's one book that you have read that's made a massive impact on your life that you would like to recommend to us in our audience? Yeah, the first self-help book that I read that really changed my life was The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. The Desire Map, awesome. And what's one value that you have that you've always stuck with throughout your journey? One value that you just do not, you don't compromise? I would say integrity is the value. So both standing for integrity for myself within my company, within all of the decisions that I make and how I treat my clients and also really standing for my clients to treat themselves with integrity as well. And if, if you could leave the world with one final message, we call it your golden nugget here at Rise Up For You, what would that be? Keep it simple and slow it down. Just enjoy life as it's coming at you and don't worry so much about all of the intricacies of it. You are smart, you are capable, and you're going to kill it. And when you hear, I mean, you know obviously that our podcast is Rise Up For You, or the company is Rise Up For You. When you hear this phrase, what, what does it mean to you? What's the initial thoughts that come into your head when you hear Rise Up For You? For me, it's about switching from really living your life and accepting whatever comes your way to proactively creating a life that you're excited about, which is something that I am 1000% in support of. Now, I really love that answer, actually. That, that's a great answer from passive to proactive. Um, Laura, again, it's been really incredible to have you to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us and thank you for your information. How do we stay connected to you and how do we support you? Oh, thank you. It's been super fun to chat with this morning. Um, if you want to stay connected, find me on Instagram. That's probably the best way. My username is at Laura Weldy, and I am there most afternoons, so hopefully we can catch up. Feel free to send me a, a direct message with any questions you have. Thank you so much, Laura. Yeah, my pleasure. Have a good afternoon. Thank you again for joining the Rise of You podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseofyou.com and take full advantage of the free resources and benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world. We have a number of other podcast episodes, webinars, and a ton of tools and strategies and tips that are going to help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. Personally. You can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars, plus a free startup guide, the six pillars to a process first life that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share. Our main mission is to empower, educate, 
and connect women globally. And we need your help to do that. So please help us spread the word, spread the message, share our content, share what Rise Up For You is about, and help us help you and other women around the world. Thank you again for joining us. Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.